Welcome to Sacred Guidance with Stella Muse. Merging sacred sexuality, spirituality, and soul with truth, love, wisdom, and beauty. I'm your host, Elise Carr. Are you ready to come journey with me? Hi, Stunning Souls, and welcome to Sacred Guidance with Stella Muse. I'm your host, Elise Carr. It's a joy to have you here. If it's your first time, welcome. Thank you for joining us. If you're coming back, hi, my friend. Awesome to have you here again. Today, I'm going to talk to you about something that might be a little bit challenging for some of you. If it's a field of exploration that you're quite in at the moment, I might be challenging you perhaps as you might know I'm known to do. As always though, what I'm sharing with you is only going to be a snippet of the depth and breadth of all the information and wisdom that is known out there in regards to this topic today. So if you want more personalized, in-depth, one-on-one and bespoke experiences, you're welcome to reach out to me at elise at stellamuse.com and we can explore how best I can serve you and your unique sacred and spiritual path. But for today, we're going to be talking about the chemical pilgrimage, our drug states spiritual. Some want to feel God, know God, to be God. Some want to escape and avoid life, get high, be one, feel pleasure, have fun. And they want to do this by taking something to get them there, wherever there is. I've been asked many times about drugs, from ayahuasca and peyote to ketamine and LSD. So I wanted to share the ageless wisdom the ancient, spiritual, psychological and soul-based insights combined with modern science to answer some of the big questions. Because, listen, I understand how for so many the alluring, beckoning, glamorous can call and seem like the thing to buy into. For some to buy into it time and time again. But I'm going to ask you, at what cost? For what ends and benefit? And based on what factual knowledge and true wisdom are you or anyone making this choice? Today, as always, I'm sharing this from the light and love of my soul because I want you to have more to go on if you are yet to make the choice to take a chemical pilgrimage and more to question and contemplate if you already have and maybe intend to continue. So before you do, let's explore this together. Some of the most common things I'm told when clients share their stories is that they feel that setting an intention makes drug taking spiritual. And I spoke with a teacher about this and they said, what if you had a good intention and then decided to drink cyanide? How far can you go with that? What are the limitations? The truth is, Drug states remove your sovereign will. You are not forcing the world to do what you want. You are in a trance. If there are some unspoken parts of you that you've kept suppressed, you may not be able to fight them off anymore, like inner demons. And of course, there are those outer ones too. They can come to the surface no matter of your initial intent. 
and you won't have any control over the experience or effects of that. Bottom line here, good intentions can't keep you safe. But let's just pause a moment and question, how many people want to have a terrible experience? You could get together with your friends and be amped up for a wild or wonderful night out and things can go wrong on all different levels. You didn't set that intention, but it still happened. Things were out of your control. A wish, a desire, a good vibes intention may be put out there, but then you're doing something to yourself that means other things get to choose if you have a good experience or not. What I'm saying here is that it is not your intention, it is your behavior and choices that counts. Just like if you go out and you don't drink and you say no with ease and conviction, you can leave. But if you are drunk, you can be more easily taken advantage of in any way. Find your guard not as strong and decisions you'd make with a clear head and are different decisions with alcohol coursing through your veins. I ask you to ask yourself, if you're going to experiment in psychic realms you don't understand, are you sure you want to do that? As essentially, you're playing roulette. There is no guarantee you will be fine. And sure, you may have a great experience. But I can say, my teachers, colleagues of the Ageless Wisdom, fellow students and servers of this path, and I have known people who have lost their minds permanently. That next trip may be great, neutral, or accidentally disastrous, but no intention is going to be the deciding factor as to where the dice falls for you. Keeping our question in mind today, are drug states spiritual? Ajit Mukherjee and Madhu Khanna, authors of the Tantric Way Art Science Ritual, refer to today's psychedelic rituals where many people experience drugs to feel the isness of things, as they put it. They go on to share that findings from the Harvard Psilocybin Project, which was a series of experiments run by Dr. Timothy Leary and Dr. Richard Alpert, were those who took hallucinatory drugs and reported that one moment of clock time in an LSD session can be an eternity of ecstasy. Leary and team claimed these such reports to be similar to those given by the adepts or the highly advanced practitioners of kundalini yoga and certain tantraism. Though, as Mukherjee and Kana share, the similarity of the LSD experience to that of a true yogi is only an approximation to its real nature. There are essential differences between the two. The chemical pilgrimage being a short-lived experience initiated and prolonged by artificial means and existing in isolation from life. Whereas, on the other hand, the experience of the yogi is the outcome of discipline set within certain psychological and spiritual framework. The yogi's outer life is controlled by their inner, which means that even while withdrawing from the outer world, they are not alienated from life. Neither are they controlled or influenced by external means since they are firmly established within themselves with every movement, thought and action performed for the attainment of a set 
goal. The yogi awakens their inner forces, but at the same time maintains perfect lucidity and self-control, resulting in an experience which is neither hallucinogenic nor artificial. Their experience is an everlasting one, where a chemical pilgrimage, as the tantric writers also highlight, is principally indulged in spasmodically for momentary thrills, invariably bringing depression, in many cases ending with drug addiction or worse. So if our question today is, are drug states spiritual? And if spirituality is the thing that is higher, the worlds that are above us, then the answer is no. Drug states aren't spiritual. The human senses block out most of the universe. We are very, very limited in what we perceive. You already likely know we only use a very small percentage of our abilities, thus also our mind and brain capacity. There are states of reality below us, on our level, and further extended and then above us. So picture a sphere down and round to the ground and then up and out to the sides, but then actually up above us to the sky. These are all different states, planes or levels of consciousness, however you want to call them. And there are tangible and spiritual or abstract aspects of these, like a lower and a higher form of the one state of consciousness. So to keep it as simple as we can, let's say we take the physical plane. We have the physical and we have ether, like a higher version of form. Sometimes people call it the ether. We have the astral plane and the lower senses, like those moods and feelings and desires and beliefs. And then we have the higher version of that. And this is high aspiration and high desires, like this incredible driving force that you want to serve and help humanity. That would be a high desire aspiration. And then we have the mind, the concrete mind, which is the thing of science and categories, memory, analysis. But then we have the abstract mind, which is wisdom ideas, higher concepts. Fully spiritual people are able to perceive the higher aspect of all of the planes, not just those three I've shared. Almost everyone else is not able to. Most people pursuing the spiritual plane can sometimes feel the astral, like love or a connection to the universe or all the people around you. But this is only felt not understood, but felt. So yes, you or those around you finding their way are definitely becoming more spiritual. And because of that, you and they are searching for something truly spiritual, which is great. But there are plenty of things that feel spiritual, but are not if you have not learned it all properly yet. Maybe you're asking, why is that important to know? Well, for this reason. Drugs will expand your senses outward or downward, but not up. They will give you more of the universe at your level of functioning. The trap is that most people will usually perceive more of the astral and physical world and will then assume, because it feels or it is more, that it is higher, which isn't the case. 
Yes, you may see more things, feel more of the world, experience more pleasure, but drugs cannot help you transcend the lower parts of the planes, the lower parts of consciousness. It's a tangible chemical, so it has a ceiling limit to what it can do. And perhaps I've been using this word chemical and you're like, "Uh, hang on a minute, it's natural. It's a plant, what I'm choosing to take or what I want to take or what I have taken. Well, plants are not all good. They too can be poison, though entirely natural. There are plenty of things in nature that are fatal and natural at the same time. So just because it's natural does not make it good. Most poisons are natural, like extracts of plants. It's where organic chemicals were derived from. So even alcohol technically is natural, but it is part of the rotting process of grapes, part of the chemical known as ethanol that kills part of your neurons. So ethanol is a chemical byproduct known, if you're interested, as the excrement of yeast. It is part of the breakdown process. You've let natural grapes rot and turn to a substance that can cause harm. And since alcohol is also a common drug of choice, you also might be interested to know that new studies from the UK are now saying red wine is just as toxic as cigarettes for long-term health with a similar cancer rate. These findings are showing that a bottle of wine a week is like 10 cigarettes a week for women. And if we're going with the natural argument, what about snake venom? It's natural, but... We don't go out to be bitten and see what happens, do we? And marijuana, along with all narcotics, have the ability to create psychotic symptoms. They just vary in the way that they manifest. But sure, regardless, what if you had an amazing experience? If you had an amazing experience, it was because your sense expanded. If it was a bad experience, your sense went down instead of out and you had no control over that at all. People can end up in hospitals. I've heard cases where they're clawing at their skins thinking spiders are all over them. People have written to me and said they keep seeing snakes all around them. And these people may well have had the intention to find their purpose in life through consuming plant brews, but ended up somewhere very different. It's important to know that the outer astral plane is like a dream, a fantasy. It's like more of this world. So it can be incredible, the colors, the vivid imagery and experience of it, or like the worst nightmare come true. And you have zero control over that. If you took in more of the world you may have seen more than what you've seen before. And some people do find benefit from trying one of these chemical pilgrimage drugs one or two times to know there is more to this existence and the life we perceive to be reality. But if you are working on yourself, sooner or later, you would have found that out anyway. You would have learned to find it on purpose, not accidentally happening across it in a drug state. And the other thing I get told, but it's an ancient practice. So from the dawn of time, some things have remained. Most have evolved, grown and changed. Yes, some practices are ancient and still perform today. But these other cultures were also doing human sacrifices, living entirely by superstitious beliefs along with using drugs. As an evolving humanity, and especially if you say you want to walk a spiritual path, 
old cultures and old ways we leave behind. As we've evolved upon the spiral of life from animal to human, aspiring from human to completely divine, ask yourself, are you picking and choosing from ancient cultures? As you think, this practice is wise, but their other ways are silly or inhumane or primitive. As you know, human sacrifice, even animal sacrifice for many, is not okay. So we don't go there. Why go to the same drug use these cultures used? It's not walking the path of the wise. It is picking and choosing from the old ways in pursuit of the holy grail or magic pill. In truth, it is a point of state of development. We have an evolutionary arc with the intelligent evolution of the human race, from hunting, gathering, and being in little closed communities. To them, the drug may have been expansive, showing them more of the world they had no other means to see. But mostly it showed them more of the astral world. It's like saying for a primitive, uneducated person, this might be expansive. But we've reached a point now where we should be pursuing soul and mind, not more astral, delirious communication with ancestors and all the old stuff. We've outgrown it as a civilization. Just like you wouldn't go back to preschool and sit with the little kids for a whole year to see how it can be your answer to life. So why go back and do the old exercises of old cultures? And a fair question here may be then, why do we listen to the ancient wisdom like Buddha? The answer is because... Buddha spoke of something above us. The astral plane is stuff you go through when you dream at night. Drug states, as I said, is out to the astral or down. They have no capacity to reach higher to divinity. The hard reality here is awakening to the realization that there is no shortcut if you truly want to reach spiritual heights. The true spiritual path teaches you to expand your senses at will. You don't need the drug. There is no state that you can access by a drug that a trained meditator or yogi, as I mentioned, cannot go to with their own discipline, as that is what high-level spiritual development teaches you. So drugs are not the only way, and they are by no means a spiritual way. The way of the mind is slower, yes, but you learn to walk on the planes at will, at will. You choose it, you control it. And not only will meditation and spiritual development take you to places drugs have or can take you, they will also take you upward to places drugs cannot ever take you. And I know maybe some of you are just saying, yeah, but drugs make me feel better, feel good, feel alive. This feeling is pleasure. And pleasure is a trap. If you are only wanting to feel better, you're only wanting pleasure. This says why you do not like the real spiritual path. Because it's actual work, right? It leads to joy and bliss that is beyond any drug state. It just takes longer to get there. So of course, most people prefer to take the fast and easy way and take a drug, but they don't really get where they ultimately want to go with it. A drug state can at best give you a vision of something divine, like mere reflections of something real. At best, I said, right? But the spiritual path actually teaches you how to become divine and inhabit the higher worlds. So 
Imagine like staying in the valley, laying on the grass, daydreaming the hours away without realizing. All the while you're wondering what it would be like at the top of that mountain over there in the distance. This, as opposed to the person who actually commits to making the pilgrimage, climbing their way up that mountain that you can see step by step, day by day to reach the summit and thus transforms themselves there. It's easy to stay on the flats of the grass and stare at the sky and dream. You could do that for 10 years in the same place and just get older, lazier, and less likely to make the journey now than ever. It's entirely your choice. I ask you to ask yourself, if drugs were spiritual, why are you or those you know not enlightened yet? And why do none of the high spiritual texts indicate this as a path to transcendence? What is the point of all this high-level mental disciplining that they do in the Eastern tradition if you could just take a drug instead? And where's Buddha's passage on how to turn poppy seeds into opium? There are no baking and brewing notes in the ageless wisdom writing in the scriptures or spiritual texts. Maybe try name someone who chooses chemical pilgrimages, who is wise, disciplined and controlled in body, emotions and mind, thus also a purified and clear channel, who is helping everyone around them. I don't know any either. Drugs, therefore, are usually more of a trap. They will entice you with something beautiful and they will never give it to you. Then, haunted by that beautiful thing, you go back over and over and over again while the drug poisons your body, eats your brain, makes you manipulative and selfish, steals your soul. Or if none of that resonates, how about just takes you off an authentic spiritual path? It will take everything from you sooner or later. And you'll still be looking for that haunting thing that you'll never find. The other thing I'm told is, but I'm purging my old self. Drugs cause physiological effects. Purging is not letting go of your darkness. It is your body's organic and innate mechanism to rid a foreign substance that has come into your body as it knows it is poison. Trying to validate what you're doing as it is what is sold and told to you does not make it true. Logically, even, is it poison that makes you throw up or demonic exorcism? Good question. Maybe one to ask the person calling themselves the shaman. Because I also get told, but, you know, the shaman was there. And I do question... How do you even know someone is a real shaman? There are false gurus all over the world. And I'm not saying they all are, but I'm asking you to use discernment and question here. How can you trust? If they were authentic, then they're there to oversee, not interfere. So what if there is darkness coming to you and you are at its mercy? Drugs like LSD, ketamine, ayahuasca, peyote, etc. put you in a trance, like hypnosis. In that space, you are less able to defend yourself, less able to choose, to think, to act. Yeah, 
maybe it'll be fine. That would be an accident. It's not as if you did anything about it, or likely the shaman did either. It's important to know a good counsellor, therapist or practitioner can work with you or with energy while not under the influence of drugs. And this is much safer. If you want to work on yourself, that is excellent. But how are you going to choose to do it? Working one-on-one with a spiritual teacher you trust will always be more effective than taking a substance in a group and hoping good things happen. Those who study the energy body of a person know that drugs damage the etheric webbing which covers the chakras that are designed to keep you safe, keep all of us safe. Each time you use a drug, you are burning parts of this etheric webbing and sooner or later you will damage it to a point where it causes problems. This is why people can go insane, as if you burn out the gates that keep you safe from the astral plane and all the planes of the astral plane, how easy it is to get lost in there. People can develop schizophrenia and become so glamoured, becoming thus delusional by living more on the other planes than on this one here. The worst thing is you won't know it because you won't realise it is happening. The true spiritual path awakens you to all the planes in full waking consciousness with complete control over them. Drugs, however, on the other hand, spill you onto some of them with no control, understanding or defences. It's not the case that anything you experience on the planes is actually true. Like reality TV is not reality. It's a hyped up, glamorized drama pretending to be something it is not. Like drug states taking you to the astral plane, which is like a hall of mirrors reflecting things that are real. So with drugs, how do you know it is real when your mind is not switched on enough to make that informed choice? The answer is you don't know. An amplified astral body makes it feel more real than anything else you've ever experienced, but it doesn't make it real. And just FYI, those who have good drug experiences generally are more in danger than people who have bad ones. Why? Because they'll want it more now. Chasing that high, that euphoria, that other worldly-like ecstasy and will convince themselves it's right. And this isn't just some little scare tactic. This is what I have experienced with clients that have come to me. This is what I know my colleagues, psychologists, people in medical fields have experienced as well with people who choose to chase the high, where they can go, where that can lead them. But don't just believe me and these teachings. Question your own assumptions, just like you may be questioning mine. We are supposed to advance in our spiritual training. So for anyone who thinks they've had a spiritual experience, great. But if that is so, then now you keep moving. How many times do you want to repeat the 12th grade or read the same book you read as a teenager? A positive experience can happen, but it is a step on the way. Beyond a point, they cannot take you anywhere. You will just be haunted by the things you've seen and you won't be able to keep moving. And what a beautiful waste that would be. 
what I honour professionally and what I'm sharing is what I honour personally. And as a student and pilgrim also on the path of consciousness, I want to know all I can too, but I don't want to know delirious knowledge. It's not real. So I've never chosen to go there. Indeed, let's explore and take in all we can, but let's do it responsibly. Join me in walking this path in full consciousness of what we are doing. Together we can open the cosmos and have it reveal its secrets, just not with a drug. Because if you are particularly advanced, you do not need a drug. You can go where you want to, on the planes of consciousness. You can meditate your way anywhere. But I do get it. These chemical pilgrimages, whatever the substance, have become so normalized, even commercialized now, that perhaps you or anyone you know is not even skeptical about it. But you should be. Some of you are already going to be biased as you've had one-off random good experiences. I'd rather generate self-willing good experiences than gamble with the mind trying to have a good experience, especially given how much you have to lose, such as your sanity. I'm not willing to lose that. Would you still want to play if you lost all you've known and loved? Thousands of people have lost their minds, partners, houses, careers, children, livelihood from these chemical pilgrimages. This is a fact. I know for some, these experiences are windows into even just feeling there must be more to life. And one or two tries enough to change how they see the world, their life, and move onward and upward with that as a chance good experience that helped them on their way to then search for and perhaps find higher ground. But that is not everyone's story. Some people stay there. Many people stay there, going back and back to the well, searching for more that will never come as life passes by, and you're no further up that spiritual mountain you say you so want to stand upon. Psychology is not of two minds about this. They say drugs have effects on consciousness, They do not know entirely the extent of those effects yet. And conclusively, drugs are highly dangerous. So I share this with you as I do my clients and those who come to me seeking truth and love, wisdom and beauty of the spiritual and psychological approach to life. No chemical pilgrimage in any form can ever be spiritual, no matter how we dress it up, set intention around it and want it to be. But you and your life can be spiritual if that is what you truly want to commit to. As always, as a sovereign being with free will, the choice is yours. To gamble on the fast track or to commit to the spiritual way which will take more time and require more effort but can take you to the heights your soul and being long to go to this lifetime and those to come. I share all this with you in the light and love of my soul to yours. Because I care, because I want you to get the most out of this life so that you can be that greatest evolved being you're here to be. Not just for you, but for all those you care about, for all those you love, for those you serve in the world. You're here for a reason. And I'd love to see that be the ultimate expression of it in your highest nature, to your highest capacity in this lifetime.
if what I've shared today has spoken to you and you'd like some help, perhaps you know someone who might need some guidance in this area as well. You're welcome to reach out to me at elise at stellamuse.com. And if today's episode has really spoken to you or you know someone it could benefit, then please share. And on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on, please subscribe, rate and review Sacred Guidance with Stella Muse so more fellow souls on their journey can join us. I trust you've really taken some gems away from today. Maybe it's stirred things up for you. Maybe it's made you a bit frustrated. Maybe you don't like what I'm saying at all. That's a good thing. That means you're questioning. That means it's starting to kind of get you to think of things in a different way. Maybe sit with it. Ask yourself what's actually right for you for where you are because you know, your higher self knows. Listen to that part of you. Listen to that part of you that is love and wisdom. Until next time, please take wonderful care of you. And I look forward to connecting real soon, right here on Sacred Guidance with Stella Muse. Mwah.